All right, welcome to the Lindell Report. I'm Brandon House. We are live, 5.58 p.m. Central Time, two minutes before the hour. Mike Lindell will be with us in just a moment, and we have a special guest tonight. Is there a connection between ERIC, the electronic voting company that monitors, uh, you know, voters, voter rolls? ERIC, remember that group? That's an acronym. Uh, is there a connection between ERIC and the DMV in Utah? And is Utah just one example of such a relationship? I'm just asking questions. I'm not making statements. We will hear tonight from a state representative in Utah who is warning that he believes there is a connection between the electronic registration system, Eric, and the DMV. What does that mean? How does that challenge the integrity of our elections? If so, we'll get to him tonight right at the top of the hour. And of course, Mike joins us with the report that is now going viral related to the crime, election crime in five swing states in November of 2020. That report that we brought to you two days ago, pretty much ahead of everybody, is now going viral. We are joined now by the host of the Lindell Report, Mike Lindell. Good evening, Mike. We're not quite ready for Mike. We are going to go to him in just one second. Is he almost ready? Philip is ready. Let's go right to Philip then. Philip, good evening. Welcome to the Lindell Report. Thank you for being with us. State Representative Philip Lyman, thanks for being with us. It's uh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Uh, thank you for being on with us. I think you're going to be on my show maybe tomorrow night or later this week. Uh, we've got more uh, news probably than we have time to cover with you tonight, so we'll bring it on to Brain House Live uh, throughout the week. Uh, let's start out with what I said. Do I have this right? You're saying as a state representative in Utah that there's a connection between Eric, the uh, electronic registration voting system, and the Department of Motor Vehicle in Utah. Is that is that what I'm being told is true? Yeah, yeah, it's it's not a new thing. Uh, that's what Eric, uh, you know, they, they rely on the DMV records, the death records, the birth records, uh, and of course the voter the voter records all get sent to uh, Eric. It used to be 31 states. I think they were down to 25 states, and yeah, all of that stuff goes straight to. Uh, uh, David Becker's Pew Foundation Electronic Registration Information Center. So explain to us, you just mentioned the Pew Foundation. Tell us a little bit about the Pew Foundation and their involvement in all this. Well, the Pew Foundation was the, was the organization that initially funded it uh, under the direction of David Becker. Uh, David Becker also does uh, CEIR and CTCL. Uh, CTCL, uh, yeah. that would be Zuckerberg's funded group, correct? That's Zuckerberg's. Center for it's Civic Life? Yeah, yep. Uh, Center for Technology and Civic, and Civic Life. Uh, all of that is coming from the Zuckerberg money. In 2020, they, they, they put in uh, a little over $400 million. Uh, now they've got uh, uh, the uh, election officials legal defense network that's also funded by Zuckerberg with uh, millions and millions of dollars to basically go after anybody that questions Eric or their, um, or their other companies. So tell me, do you believe this this relationship, obviously, between the DMV and Eric in Utah is going on in other states? It sounds like that's common knowledge. Yeah, definitely, definitely going on in other states. Like I said, they were up to 31 states, and now I think they're, I think they're down to 25 because some states are starting to, some legislators are starting to demand that their states drop out of Eric. So what is the particular new information you have coming out of Utah that we need to report to our audience tonight? Well, I, I, uh, maybe the new information is that I'm running for governor. 
uh, in Utah. I'm a state legislator now, but I am running for governor. And this is a huge platform, has been from the very beginning. I've been involved with uh, Mike Lindell and others who have been, you know, concerned about this. I'm a CPA by trade, so I, I audit things. I don't like weak systems. Weak systems are easily infiltrated, and I see a weak system here. I see it being infiltrated, and uh, and nobody seems to want to do anything about it. In fact, when you bring it up, uh, the, the response is to attack you, you know, to call you an election denier or a Trump, uh, you know, loyalist or, or whatever whatever the uh, argument might be. And that's, uh, that's always really troubling from a kind of an auditor standpoint, that that is the response instead of say, hey, yeah, come on in, let's take a look at it, see what you see, maybe we can make some improvements. It's never, it's never that. It's never, hey, let's open up the records. In fact, uh, Eric's contract says to the state uh, um, um, attorney general or the secretary of state that they are to deny legislators access to the voter rolls, even though the, leg even though the law requires them to give it to them. There's to, they're to deny it and uh, basically go through a subpoena. You find out that's a, that the subpoena is not very enforceable. And as a result, you end up with, uh, you know, absolutely zero transparency when it comes to the voter rolls. Wow. All in the name of privacy. Yeah. And, and what it is is, is uh, you know, collusion. Yeah. Um, give us your website before we let you go. Uh, LimanforUtah.com. And, yeah, I'd love people to go over there. We've got a lot of interesting topics. And, uh uh, we've got a big battle ahead of us. You know, we're taking on we're taking on the establishment here, and uh, and I'm very optimistic in Utah that we can make a change. Well, we're glad to have you with us tonight. Thank you so much, and uh, happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Thank you. Thank you, Philip. All right, joining us now is Mike Lindell. Hey, Mike. Now Mike just left the desk again. All right, so there we go. Uh, let's go real quick over before we get Mike back. Let's go to mypillow.com, Mike mypillow.com we still have a lot of specials going on over there right after christmas and believe it or not january is actually a really good month for my pillow uh, a lot of people are uh, still buying particularly in the winter months it's getting colder now i know it is here in the mid-south and you can certainly use some flannel sheets and you can use some warm slippers so there is still right now free shipping and that's only going on with a few promo codes uh l77 is one of them that will get you free shipping. So again, check out all the specials we have. If you want to go down to the uh, radio podcast specials with Mike Lindell wearing the headphones in front of a microphone, you'll find, look at that, MyPillow mattresses. They are as low as $449.99. If you really want to save money, uh, this would be the time to do it because you're not going to have to pay for the price of shipping that heavy mattress. It'll show up at a box right at your front door. We also have the MyPillow toppers as low as $99.99. We have the best sheets ever as low as $24.98. The MyPillow, of course, 2.0. Queen size, $39.98. King size, $44.98. And then, of course, as I mentioned a while ago, the slippers. They were originally around $150. They're now down to under uh 89.98 but no wait they got slashed again now they're down to 59.98 with that promo code l77 and then we have the six-piece towel set as low as 29.99 and then of course the kitchen towels you can never have too many kitchen towels uh, as low as 18.74 with the promo code l77 the roll and go anywhere my pillows as low as nine dollars and 99 cents folks with that promo code L77, the down comforters, uh, definitely want that during this time of the year. And the robes, look at that, $49.98, the My Coffee. All of these great deals now with free shipping. How did we get here? We went to MyPillow.com, 
We scroll down the page, Mike Lindell, radio podcast specials, wearing the headphones in front of a microphone, and boom, there are all these specials, free shipping. Use that promo code L77. All right, I'll try it now for a third time. The third time maybe is the charm. I think Mike Lindell's with us. There he is. Brandon, I had to go put on a little suit coat here. Are you, I heard you were the best dressed, voted the best dressed of the country by Roger Stone. You were in the top, uh, I guess he, he doesn't rank him in order, but I think you were one of uh, five or six, and congratulations. Thank you. Uh, yeah, me, me and but, uh, Princess yeah. Kate. Me and Princess Kate and Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Well, I'm not I had kidding. To, I'm, I'm not I had, kidding. I, hey, I had a shirt on. I just come from uh, uh, to Minnesota here from Texas, so I... I took off my text stuff and put on a put on something here. <laughs> what is your Texas but, uh, stuff? What is that camouflage? No, no, no. Well, it was uh, yeah, it was uh, it was uh, camo or a, I mean a uh, uh, button. You know, one of those pearl button shirts looks oh. like a West shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was in a West. I was doing a thing this afternoon. So, so. as in when in Texas, BS Texas, right? You know. As yeah, yeah, that's right. So you wear a button-down cowboy shirt. And the, you wear the cowboy tie and yeah, boots. That's and what it looked like—a cowboy shirt. Yeah, I should have <laughs> kept it on. I could have kept you should've. it. Should have. Um, oh. Anyway, um, uh, you guys, we're going to go through part three tonight um, of uh, of what we've been going through—the list of the of the things that happened, hundred percent facts in the twenty twenty election, and uh, that were ignored. Um, one of the things I want to do here before we do that, though. Um, we're we're going to run an ad uh, for uh, the network. Um, we are on uh, this coming Monday, January 8th, 6 p.m. Central Time. You're going to see a new show here. Uh, it'll be Lou Dobbs, the great Lou Dobbs, coming over uh, here to Lindell TV as part of our lineup. Um, the lineup will be set tomorrow, but his spot is for sure going to be where you normally see me here. He'll follow Steve Bannon and uh, his first interview. Well, why don't we roll the tape? We'll see who's who's he going to interview on on uh, uh, Monday. Mr. President, it's great to see you. And uh, we're now in the eighth year of the political persecution of President Donald J. Trump. So I don't think there's ever been a time like this. I think we're very close to being at the end of our country as we knew it. The hope is 2024. We just, we're not respected at all. And three years ago, we were greatly respected. And three years ago, we were energy independent. An estimated 10 million illegal immigrants just since Joe Biden uh, took the Oval Office. Uh, that is extraordinary by any measure. It, it is an extraordinary uh, development that no one could have imagined an American president inviting which is exactly what this president has done. We have the worst numbers we've ever had. Three years ago, we had the best numbers we've ever had. And that included not only people coming in, it included drugs, human trafficking. We had the best numbers in everything, almost every category that we've ever had. Uh, and they cheated in 2020. They cheated in 2022. But what would you like to see the Republican Party, for which you are the titular head, uh, do? If they don't secure the vote, bad things can happen. How confident are you that you can win uh, and overcome all that you must? My numbers have gone through the roof because people see it's a hoax. The people get it. We have to win in 2024. If we don't win in 2024, we have not got a country anymore. I really believe that. I know you believe it. I know you believe it probably even more strongly than me. If we don't win the election, 2024. I really believe that America is finished. If we do, I think we can bring it back to a level 
greater than ever before. You're watching Lindell TV. Well, there it is, everybody. Um, we are There it is, 6 p.m. Central Time this coming Monday, January 8th. Um, and uh, we're very excited, Brandon. Um, you heard a couple of the questions. I was there when this was uh, when this interview was going on, and uh, it's about a forty-five minute interview. Everybody, I'm going to be on Lou's show on Monday too for his opening show, opening night, and uh, Lou's going to be every night, Monday through Friday, joining our great lineup here. And uh, um, I'll tell you, Brandon, some I've I've got to know Lou quite a bit now, and but he's just. He's as detailed as you are with the news. You, you might have, uh, uh, you got your work cut out for you there. You got, you might, you're going to meet your match, so to speak. But he's, he's old school like you. I mean, you both uh, go back when news were news is news, right? When, right. Uh, you know, well, journalism news, uh, when it was real. Not Lou and I have had several really good conversations. He's invited me already onto his show. I've invited him onto my program, and um, you know, he helped build CNN. I don't know. A lot of people maybe don't remember that. But he helped to build oh, oh, CNN before he got brought over to Fox News by uh, right. Roger Ailes. Now, so, is this back when CNN was uh, was uh, before they went very yeah. uh, to the left? Yeah, uh, that's, that's when we all watched CNN. I mean, there wasn't a Fox yeah. News. There wasn't an That's right. There wasn't a Fox <clears throat> News. And, and, I was and on, CNN Brand, wasn't Brand, like hold that. Hold it. Hold it. I was on crack cocaine back then. I didn't know what you guys were all watching, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, we were watching CNN because there really was no other option for 24-7 global news. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it was really being run largely by Ted Turner, who, who, who definitely is to the left. There's no doubt about it. But he was a businessman, too. And so he started out just offering up the news. It wasn't an overtly... Uh, right. leftist view. In fact, you know, that's where Tucker Carlson, many of us got to know who Tucker Carlson with Crossfire. Uh, we had, there was a right. lot of uh, conservative, uh, libertarian, uh, Bob Novak. There was just a whole host of us that would watch shows over at CNN like Crossfire, Pat Buchanan. I mean, there were so many. And and then, of course, then, then came along Fox News and uh, the, uh, Roger Ailes hired away uh, right. uh, uh, Lou Dobbs to come over there. Right. And and everybody knows uh, Fox fired Lou Dobbs, everybody, during this cancellation over the last uh, two and a half, three years now. Uh, just like Emma Robinson was let go over at Newsmax. She's part of our lineup. And uh, and you know what's happened is you go back, you know, when when journalists were doing when CNN was just doing news and then they shifted to the left. Now you everyone there was you had the the ones we call the uh, the good ones migrate over to Fox. But then what did Fox become? Fox became uh, what controlled opposition. We don't even know what they've become, and it really makes you wonder. You got these, you know, when you say, does it really come from the top down, like the Murdochs down of all this, and just opened up this? You know, we had heard for years, oh, the the Murdoch kids are there on the left. They're gonna, it's gonna all change. Well, Rupert's still there, Brandon. So I don't understand. You know, uh, this is the these are things that are being revealed over the last two and a half years, everybody. Uh, even my paper here in Minneapolis, uh, uh, the Minneapolis Tribune, one of the worst left papers in the country. And a lot of states would argue with that. A lot of cities would argue. But the Minneapolis Star and Tribune, and that was owned by Glenn Taylor, who was supposedly Republican conservative. You know, So it's just weird. You don't have uh, – um, you, you got to wonder, what's their agenda? You know, who – what? What is that? Is it just to make money, to sell and make money? Is that what they're 
that thinking that I think that ship sailed on all these outlets thinking by just attacking and when they all revealed their ugly faces when they went after Donald Trump now for what, eight years or seven, you know, whatever it's been eight years now. And they've all revealed their ugly, their ugly head going, okay, that tells you what people, it tells you we are, this is a uniparty thing. It is not a, a Democrat Republican. This is the government attacking the people. And this has been, and then what a great year it's been, uh, or that it's going to be coming up. And even the last year here of 2023, as we roll into 2024, 23, more stuff was revealed. Well, I, I take it back, a lot, a lot in 22 also. Uh, you know, 21 was the big cover-up, the big cover-up. Everyone's scared to do anything, you know. And uh, we had the great cyber symposium. We had our movies, Absolute Proof, Absolute Interference. All the things here we did. We built Frank Speech and Lindell TV. And uh, But then in 2022 and 2023, so many things have opened up and revealed themselves, including these uniparty politicians, these news outlets, including Fox News, um, including Newsmax, for that matter. If you're not going to talk about the if you're if you're a weather channel, Brandon, and they won't let you talk about hurricanes or tornadoes. Are you really a weather channel? What are you then? Right. You're the most dangerous weather channel that ever would be out there. Correct. Right. You know, this is what I'm saying, everybody. But I was just on Lou Dobbs' show today. Um, his, his podcast. podcast uh -huh. Yeah, his podcast. And we were talking about um, the the changes you see out there now. And I said, you know, uh, because it got brought up about um, these cases that are going to they're going to the Supreme Court now. And one of them just got there, I believe. But if they accept these, these cases are so. One of them being uh, Donald Trump's case in Colorado. Now that case, Brandon, that should be nine to zero to pull, you know, to say, hey, you can't go against our constitution. They're pulling stuff illegally in Colorado that goes back 170 some years, right? So what I'm saying is these things, I believe, and I told him, I believe the Supreme Court I also argued somewhat with Steve Bannon going, he goes, none of your cases, Mike, are going to get the Supreme Court's not going to accept anything with the elections uh, until Donald Trump is gone. I go, no, I disagree, because here's what was different before. Cases that went to these judges, if the media, if Fox News, Newsmax, Salem Media, um, all the left, if they don't want something to be in the news, they just don't even attack it. They just stay silent on it. For instance, the Arizona audit. Do you know how much air, you know how much uh, airtime Arizona got on that the biggest audit in world history? And how much airtime you think that got on Fox News? Uh, one little blip, one little blip. Biden won by more than after the audit was done, which was a big lie. They didn't talk about thirty thousand ballots getting voted, uh, names being used two times, ten thousand being used three times. They didn't talk about that on Fox. But the difference we're in now, everybody, is these. These, uh, the public is well aware. 70% of our country does not trust our election platforms. 40% believe now that Biden, that it was, that it was a stolen election. Those are huge numbers. We, the people now, as we, if they want to, if they want to get viewership, they better start reporting these things. And I believe they are. Now, if you get the media attention, now, if you're a judge, you got a little more pressure on you. You can't just be a coward and go, I'm going to sanction you or I'm going to deny it. You have no standing to come here. The Supreme Court will have to be what they do to protect our country. 
Remember, our, our elections are critical infrastructure. That's what they have deemed it. So they're there to protect our country. And Brandon, I firmly believe, remember when I did the, the show, absolutely earned, I think it was 9-0. I did it for my chair and uh, in my one of my places I was at. And, uh, and uh, uh, you know, 9-0, voting, voting 9-0, that was, the th I believed it. Sometime, and one of these, as these cases start getting there, it's not going to be a five to four vote or a six to three vote. They, they're going to have to really start being judges because that's what they're there for. This isn't to be a, a political thing. Uh, if, if, if it doesn't happen now where these judges, especially the Supreme Court, stands up for our country, it's over. Because then it's all who's ever got the control of the, uh, the uniparty. If the Uniparty has control, it doesn't matter that there's six Republicans up, up there in, uh, at the, and three Democrats. That wouldn't even matter. It's, a, it's the Uniparty. It's over if they're not making decisions to, to, uh, um, to be exactly follow the Constitution and, and what they're supposed to be. That's why they're called the Supreme Court, right? If, we, if, we, if that gets bent, if that doesn't go through now and the people demand accountability to all of our judges, then we're going to be Brazil, everybody. Uh, you know what happened in Brazil? When they, the election happened there and they pull a guy out of prison, Lula, the Supreme Court is the one there that did not allow an audit of those. Uh, you know, They didn't even allow paper ballots in. It was just done on machines. Hollow machines they could have been. I mean, they weren't hollow, but they could have been. You could have just had a plastic case and just pretend to press buttons and look around and go, and the winner is Lula, fresh out of prison. But the Supreme Court, they blocked the military, could have done an audit there, and the Supreme Court blocked it and uh, from even happening. So we can't end up like Brazil or all these other countries. And I really think that the uh, we're, great things are happening. And uh, you see that uh, with judges making rulings. Brandon, did you know the ruling on true to vote uh, that happened a couple of days ago? I found out today, too. Did you hear about that? Yes, that went very, very well for us. Absolutely. I had on uh, Garland Favorito, who had one of his guys involved in that last night on my broadcast. So, yes, oh, great did. news. Great news. See, I always hear the news from you secondhand, and you hadn't told me that yet. I had to hear that on Steve Bannon today, I think. <laughs> or no, I heard that on Lou, actually. Uh, no, take it back. John Fredericks. I did so many shows today, but John told me that. I go, Which is do why we don't talk very often, maybe, because you're always – <laughs> <laughs> you don't want me to get, you want to break the news, right? <laughs> but anyway, um, so you guys, I'm very encouraged, but I want to go through, uh, um, so tell you all, our voice getting out there, just our voices every day getting bigger and bigger and bringing Lou Dobbs over here now. And we're, got, we're going to do a huge campaign. I would you know, tell everyone about that first interview Monday. I speak in Mason City, Iowa tomorrow. I'm doing, a, I'm doing the rally down there and, uh, I'm going to be talking about Lou coming on with our great real president Monday. We're going to get more and more viewers here because when positive things are going on, we have to encourage them and we have to encourage these judges to be judges. Just like that Democrat judge, that Obama appointed judge down in uh, with Democrat uh, uh, plaintiffs down in Georgia that ruled that, of course, you can question the machines and you're not a conspiracy theorist with a tinfoil hat. Um, you know, and what a great ruling that was. By the way, everybody, that's Tuesday, January 9th. You know that, Brandon, starts Tuesday, January 9th, everybody. Um, so anyway, why don't we start going through the, um, um, why don't we start going through the, uh, 
uh, those, uh, our third segment, I think, what state were we on, Brad? We are on Pennsylvania. Okay, this will be a good one, everybody. So buckle your seatbelts and you're going to, don't get, don't, you know, you're all, it's, these things are going to make you so upset going, nobody did anything about them. Pennsylvania is one of the most blatant ones in history. Uh, when you have more votes than voters, and it says you cannot certify an election, even if you have one more vote than voters, they had a quarter million more votes than voters. Mm-hmm. So, Brand, let's go, why don't you take it away, and I'll comment as we go. All right, let's go to Pennsylvania. Here we go. Pennsylvania was called by 80,000 and 55 votes. We remember Wisconsin was just a little over 20,000. We saw all kinds of problems there. It would have wiped away that lead, so-called. This one, 80,555. Months after the election, there was 121,240 more votes than voters. That's one of Mike's favorite talking points about Pennsylvania, more votes than voters, Absolutely. which by law, more they're not supposed to certify the election, are they? Yeah, more votes than voters. I mean, you can't make this up, and they've done it in the last two elections, too. It just doesn't end there in Pennsylvania. I mean, you guys, what this are, these are phantom voters. These are names being used. I mean, it's 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 unbelievable. But keep going. That's the, I bring this up all the time. You can't make this up because by law, read it right there. I'll read that part. By law, Pennsylvania cannot certify as an election with the with the type of what does it say? Discrepancy that type of there. Yeah. Okay. This is. And I believe every state's like that. You know, this happened all over Arizona, too, in the 2022 election, where all these different counties, that Pima County, all of them down there had more votes than voters. So any place you, uh, and we, we read before, Georgia had that happen in places, too, in the 2020 election. That's because they run out of, you, you, you got to, they, they went into a panic. You have to steal these states. So you have to do stuff that's going to be very obvious, everybody. Right. You, it doesn't get more obvious than that. You can't have more votes than voters. You know, you got 10 people in line to vote. We all vote, Brandon. I'll go, and and Brandon House wins 10 to 5. What? How did well, only 10 people vote? Well, can we go back and see if somebody voted twice in that line? No, you can't. You're just going to accept that it was 10 to 5 and Brandon won when there was only 10 voters. This gives everyone see that this is the most blatant thing i think of anybody i don't care who are you watching you you horrible journalists that are watching for like from newsweek tonight why don't you guys write about that and say explain this no one's ever been able to explain it because you can't explain it i can computer manipulation you just add 121,000 more votes to the line you know if you only have 10 people in a room and you got 15 votes obviously it came from where did it come from paper? Do you know, this was all done with machines. Now, did the paper match the match the machines? We don't know. No one will look into it because it's the biggest cover-up of the biggest crime in human history. That's where we're at. I, I, I couldn't wait for this one. I've been waiting for two days to talk about this. More votes than voters. And it's not exclusive to Pennsylvania. It doesn't have a, um, a, um, a patent on doing this. It's uh, many, many states, Georgia, uh, Arizona in the 2022 election, Brandon, all kinds of counties in that election had more votes than voters. Small counties, big counties, nobody brings that up because it didn't do any good, I guess, because Pennsylvania does it and gets away with it every election. You know, and then I, I guarantee you, I don't know this for sure, 
But if I was a betting man, the ones that blocked this from happening were probably Republicans. And I, I, you know, because they're the ones, and these uniparty Republicans that were put into place, they have been the ones with, other than other than our favorite uh, Democrat over there in uh, Colorado, Jenna Griswold, um, it's mostly been Republicans that have blocking the truth from coming out or audits from being done. And this is disgusting, everyone. And we're on to them, but keep going. Republican lawmakers led by State Representative Frank Ryan were tracking the vote discrepancy in real time in the statewide uniform registry, registry of elector system, are known as SURE, the acronym. Ryan, a certified public accountant, initially reported that there were 170,830 more votes than voters in the presidential race, more than twice the margin in Pennsylvania. Quote, these numbers just don't add up, and the alleged certification of Pennsylvania's presidential election results was absolutely premature, unconfirmed, and in error, in quote, the lawmakers said. Next point, the Pennsylvania Department of State's office called the, quote, obvious misinformation this was, while admitting the, quote, only way to determine the number of voters who voted in November from the sure system is through the vote histories, in quote, which they said Philadelphia, uh, Allegheny, and other counties had still not completed. An admission the election was certified without ensuring the number of voters and votes matched in the sure system. The election was certified on November 24, 2020, and the Department of State's statement came on December 29, 2020. The sure system was checked and downloaded weekly with updated voter histories from the general election until all the counties uploaded their vote histories, which was not completed until February 2021. At this time, there were still over 121,000 voters that did not have a corresponding vote voter in the secure system. Now, now let me now let me tell you, everybody, the date on that. Does everybody see that? This is February of 2021. Remember, if you were anybody out there uh, and even brought up a discrepancy in the election, you were attacked. Oh wait, that was just me. Remember that, Brandon? I'm out there talking. Telling, hey, we got problems with machines. We got problems in naming the states. We did absolute proof. We did, we did that. We had stuff like this up on the screen. And you know what? They, everybody, the media just suppressed it. They didn't want to tell you about this. They didn't want to tell you that Pennsylvania never solved that problem. Look at that. They couldn't even cheat to bring it down under uh, to make a match, Brandon. They couldn't, you know, but they, at least they didn't come out with a complete lie like Brad, Crooked Brad down in Georgia. They just said, hey, the numbers are still here, but nobody cared because uh, we were all worried about other stuff and worried about getting attacked if you spoke up about these about these discrepancies. Uh, go ahead and keep going. Let's see here. Here we go. The statement by the Department of State, quote, that the voting would reconcile once the counties completed their sure uploads was incorrect, end quote, according to the Verity vote, quote, when the final county finished uploading their voter histories and closed the election, ensure it was February 1st, 2021, which was the same day that Secretary of State Kathy uh, Bookvar announced her resignation. At the time that Philadelphia closed the election, ensure the voter history showed that the county accepted at least 7,944 ballots that could not be associated with a registered voter, In quote. Pennsylvania credited 71,893 
people for voting who return mail-in ballots after election day. Hey, let's go back up to that thing. The Secretary of State, so she resigned on February 1st, 2021? Yep. Now, let me tell you, everybody, I have not met there. I hear there's one out there. I haven't met him yet. Uh, I can't even remember what state um, that he's from. Might be Wyoming, I think. But I, I, as far as I've seen and know, there is no Secretary of State who I would trust. None. There's many, many attorney generals but that secretary of state level is disgusting. I guarantee you this gal was probably, there's either two things. She was way part of the unit party and she couldn't cover it up anymore. Or she was a great secretary of state that, um, um, that they either said, hey, you need to resign because we don't want this all revealed. We're tired of looking at stuff. We've got to cover it up. Something happened, Brandon. They should put her on the stand and say, what happened? Why did you resign? You know, doesn't that question, you don't just resign out of the blue on in February 21 after this big election. I wonder if she probably had, you know, they probably had at least a year or two left on her term. And I'll bet you she's got a lot of, uh, it'd be interesting. Why don't you get her on for your guest tonight or, or one of your shows? <laughs> we'll reach out to her. I think we should. Maybe she wants to become be a whistleblower. To know. Yeah, exactly. Something happened there, everybody, but keep going. Let's go. Uh, Pennsylvania credited 781,000, excuse me, credited 71,893 people for voting who returned mail-in ballots after Election Day. And these individuals were included in the voter history files. This includes 50,285 received between November 4th and November 6th. 11,570 received between November 7th and November 11th. And wow. 10,038 that were received on or after November 12th. Bookvar claimed only 10,000 ballots were received between the close of the polls on election day and November 6th. Now let's just look at that, you guys. Let's take that into, just absorb that for a minute. You can't make this up. Pennsylvania, why don't we just have, everybody can vote right now for 2028. We just start voting now for in the future, right? It just, just deep, whoever can throw the most stuff in the ballot, right? Or whoever can do the machines. Wouldn't it be something you got two hackers in there, both sides hacking in or, or the uniparty hacking in with the, uh, the two others and you, everybody's, you know, Hey, we got more votes than you. Pretty soon it would be a hundred and here'd be an example, Brandon. Can you imagine having the, the final tally? 170 million to, um, 190 million. We just had more votes than we have people in the United States, everybody. I wonder if someone would look into it then. I know Pennsylvania won't, right? They would right. just say, well, you know, let's push it through. You know, let's push it through. We know Fox is not going to talk about it. We'll be okay. You know, keep going. Uh, let's see. Where'd we leave off? Here we go. While 71,893 people received credit for voting by mail, these votes purportedly did not count. Even while including these voters in the total number of who participated in the election, Pennsylvania still came up 121,240 voters short. According to the Department of State data, there were 7,035,746 ballots cast in the 2020 presidential election, including all write-in votes, overvotes, and undervotes. Quote, after all counties closed the election, ensure only 6,914,556 voters were credited with participation in the 2020 general election. 
This reveals a voter deficit of 121,240, end quote. In Philadelphia, hundreds of thousands of mail-in ballots were unlawfully counted in secret in defiance of a court order while Republican poll watchers were thrown out of the buildings where voting took place. U.S. Attorney Bill McSwain was told to stand down and not investigate election irregularities by Attorney General Bill Barr. McSwain- hey, everybody, everybody, we've talked about that. Um, I've got stuff on my phone, you know, old Bill Barr. I actually, I got a picture of Alan Duke and Bill Barr, you know. Hey, Mike, how's it going? You know, uh, yeah, okay, Alan, it's going real good. You're all, you're all going to get caught here. We're out with this. The 2024 is the revealing of why this was done. Why did Bill Barr tell Bill McSwain to stand down, don't investigate the election? By the way, everybody, do you know when he did this, right? This was uh, this was pretty early on. I think, when, when was it? I think it was like, um, was it December of 20, uh, 2020, I think. But anyway, Bill Barr, who, uh, you know, he was part of the big problem. He, uh, you know, yes, there was voter, you know, there might have been voter fraud, but not enough to overturn the election. But you did no investigation. Not only did Bill Barr not investigate it, but he told others not to investigate. You tell a U.S. attorney to stand down? That's unbelievable, Brandon. Yeah, indeed. Uh, McSwain said he was instructed to not discuss the allegations of voter fraud he received and to pass any, quote, serious, in quote, investigations along to then State Attorney General Josh Shapiro, a Democrat. Now, now he'll, he'll, I'll stop right there. You guys, let me tell you, Bill Barr, to me, is the poster. He's right up there with, uh, if you looked up uniparty politician, Bill Barr would be right there front and center. He, you know, Brandon, he goes all the way back to the Bushes, uh, I believe the C- Bush senior, way back in the day. And you wonder why he stood on the stand a couple of years or three, four years ago now, and he looks so calm, cool, collected as they attack him. Well, it's kind of like this. If you do a, a drug bus and you have a whistle, you have someone on the inside, you're going to arrest him to make it look good, right? I believe they attacked Bill Barr, he, and that's why he's so calm and cool, because he's protected. You know, he just sits back and, yes, yep, 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 you know, and uh, it's disgusting. Bill Barr, you look up, I have a different thing. You Google disgusting, there's Bill Barr. Keep going. <laughs> and so it was turned over, he, he was ordered to turn it over to this state attorney who promised days before the election that President Trump, quote, is going to lose, end quote. Right, right. Mark well, Bill, Zucker- knew, Bill, knew he, Bill knew who where it was going to end up. He that This guy, and he's uh, that's what uniparty people do. Just ask Brad Kirk and Brassenberger. Keep going. Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook poured over $25 million into the administration of the election in Pennsylvania in 2020. Over $10 million went to the Democrat-controlled jurisdiction of Philadelphia, which included $5.5 million on, quote, ballot processing equipment, end quote, and $552,000 for drop boxes. A lawsuit filed in Delaware County revealed video evidence of election officials discussing destroying election evidence from the November 2020 election. Quote, it's a felony, end quote, one official says after talking about the need to, quote, get rid, end quote, of voting, quote, pads and second scanners, end quote. Sources involved in the litigation allege the Delaware County officials violated numerous election laws and that the destruction of records was, quote, done to ensure records eventually 
provided actually matched the election results that were reported in November 2020, end quote. Delaware County received $2.2 million from Zuckerberg's Center for Tech and Civic Life, or CTCL, which it spent on, quote, recruiting and training a sufficient number of polling workers, setting up drop box locations for voters to return ballots, end quote, and other get-out-the-vote efforts. Hey, I, I, I'm going to tell this to everyone, too, that when you talk about Zuckerbucks, what he did to all these states just saturated Wisconsin and it looks like Pennsylvania, too, and many of these other states. And what has happened, sure, they did like, like Gabe Owen did his big investigation into Wisconsin. A lot of places now they're saying, okay, we're not going to use these drop boxes. But here's what the Republicans in Arkansas use that against us all. The uniparty Republicans, led by Kim Hammers in, in Arkansas, everybody, remember, Cleborne County, went to paper ballots hand counted about a year ago. And what did they do? They went and Kim Hammers pushed a bill through, he's a Republican, that if you're a county in Arkansas and you go to paper ballots, we're gonna defund your county. Now, it, now, Britain, at that point, my team, including myself, we went to them and we had the great Colonel Conrad, real hop all of them down there and said, hey, We'll come in and pay for your county. If they defund you, we'll pay for your county to do these paper ballots. It's 10 times cheaper than machines anyway. We will pay for it. Well, guess what? Part of that bill was nobody can help them from the outside if they get defunded. You follow me? Because because look what Suckabuck did. You can't have that. So are you telling me that we couldn't, we couldn't as a... Uh, as people put money in and say, you know what, we're going to we're going to pay for your paper ballots. We're going to pay for this election process. The county would have zero cost, but they wouldn't let us do it in Arkansas because of Uniparty Kim Hammers and other politicians in Arkansas. They used things that happened, everybody, in the 2020 election. They have weaponized that the Republican Party, the Uniparty, the, the Uniparty Republicans have used it. They've cherry-picked out there what they can use to hurt us to go to paper ballots and count. Another good example is what happened in 2022 in the Cary Lake. When we when I woke up, and I'm going, wow, all the machines, they turned 242 of them, they corrupted. It's over. Where everything's going to be revealed now. Instead, what happened out of that, the public buried crooked judges, terrible judges down there, made decisions, appeals, back appeals. Nope, nope, there were no problems and all this. All that evidence is going to come out now, by the way, and uh, with appeals. But what they did, what the Uniparty Republicans did then, is said, hey, why don't you all vote early and we'll ballot harvest? You got to vote early and ballot harvest. What if you get there and the machines don't work like what happened from Cary Lake? Well, I'll tell you what, Brandon, if you're gonna have if you're gonna have a big car race, you're gonna have the Indy 500 or something, and you got there the one year and none of the cars started or none of them drove right, you don't use those cars again. You don't just say, hey, let's have a race early, not on the day of the event, because you know what? The cars might not work right. We'll just, you know, this is, I mean, it's disgusting what they've tried to do. You know, Biden just came out with an ad today. Did you see that? He comes out with an ad talking about election fairness and having election integrity. This is what we got to go for, everybody. Well, of course it is. You know, maybe I should call up Biden and say, hey, can I come on your ad? That's what we've been telling the people for how long? Of course, that's what we want. We want the opposite of what happened in 2020.
we want we do want elections and not selection. It was the craziest. I can't believe a guy could come out with that ad. Do, do, does the Uniparty or the evil really think the public's that stupid, Brandon? Or have you think we, you think you've educated that we've educated them enough over the past few years? I think they've seen through the fake media out there, and they and it's trickled through. I don't. There. That's why seventy percent of the people don't believe our elections are secure. And you're seeing this tonight, everybody. This is like, and nothing was done. Nothing was done. You know, so let's keep going. But they, it's just, uh, it's amazing the stuff that, well, what did this manifest to? Well, it manifests to the Uniparty's using it against us, these things that happen, saying, hey, so this doesn't happen again. Let's do something even worse. No. The Election Integrity Group, True the Vote, said Philadelphia was the worst offender it witnessed when investigating the widespread ballot trafficking scheme operating across multiple swing states in 2020. They identified 1,155 ballot traffickers who each visited at least 10 drop boxes and five non-governmental organizations. Some ballot traffickers made hundreds of trips to drop boxes. Yeah, and you remember that in the movie, they actually had whistleblowers that said how much they got paid and everything. And then what did they do? They um, that, Now tell me what was the ruling on that? Because this would, didn't they just get a good ruling, the true to vote, Kath? Yeah, they, Catherine. Got, a, they got a ruling down in uh, Georgia that, uh, that I, I, I can't remember now what we talked about with Garland, but I just know it was in Georgia and it was a very good ruling uh, for true the vote. It was a victory for true the vote. Yeah, and it's about, I think it's about your First Amendment rights to question things or something like that. I think it had to do with the First Amendment. Well, whatever it was, you know, they've been, they've been after true to votes. 2,000 meals was suppressed. Um, but this is, uh, you know, um, you can't believe it says these things. I mean, if you're watching from home, you're going, well, what do we, nobody did anything. What are we going to do? We have the great plan. It's right there. Donate to the LindellPlan.com. Go on there. Even while you're watching, go on the website and get, you know, get yourself educated. Watch those two movies. Spread the movies everywhere. Donate to the offense fund. Everything we're doing right now is correct in all these things that happened, and we are going to secure our elections. By the way, everybody, big thing going out at the end of the month on the down in Las Vegas. I'm going to be speaking there. We're bringing in county clerks from the, the Turning Point USA is from all over the country, and we're my team, Brandon. We're going to be educating them all in paper ballots, hand counting, same day voting, signature required, all these things. What what? why a county would want to do that and we're going to answer all their questions we're going to show them how to work the electronic or the wireless monitoring devices by the way we are going to open it up to the public people keep asking we're taking donations now for those devices because those clerks that show up that are there we're going to distribute them we want them to all have one anyone that wants one just like we did november 7th so they can monitor their counties because why their machines are online, Brandon. I hate to tell you, every one of them, every single one of them. And how can how can you? Uh, it, you that was the biggest lie I think ever told in in the media, where you you could literally say, well, right here, here's a modem and it's plugged in, and you could have a Dominion or a, a machine employee tell you that, and then the media goes, no, it's not, no, it's not, no, it's not. Well, yes, it is. No, it's not. I mean, it's it's beyond belief, and uh, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna have they'll have those devices, and then they go, ah, yes, it is. So, 
anyway, keep going. Um, it says, uh, this is Pennsylvania is quite a, uh, quite a mess. I'll tell you. Yeah, um, it is. All right. So now we're off to, uh, Arizona. Yeah. The, oh, yeah, that was the end of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Pennsylvania didn't have, it didn't look like they had as much as Georgia, but they certainly had the most blatant when you have more votes than voters explain that one anomaly. Somebody explain it. Brandon, do you think it'll ever be explained? No. I mean, it won't. It won't. But uh, we can we can only move forward and correct it so it never happens again or so the judges make a ruling. It was illegal. It's still illegal. You know what Pennsylvania will do? This is something the Uniparty would do. Hey, if it ever happens again, we have more votes than voters. It's not going to be illegal. This These things happen. These things happen, Brandon. Well, they, they won't have to worry about not having enough votes for voters because now they've brought in 25 million plus illegals over the years and they're now giving them IDs. Right. And some there states are saying they can uh-huh. vote in local elections. You really think yep. they're going to stop them from voting in uh, presidential elections? Or, or you can vote on local, but we won't count your vote right. when it comes to the presidential. Really? And they, you know, they're taking them illegals. They did, I uh, forget who it was, undercover doing interviews and going, yeah, we're brought here to vote for Biden. I mean, what? <laughs> Can't make that up. You know? um, but anyway, let's keep going. Arizona, everybody. Here's Arizona. What do we have? Is, is Arizona the last state on the list? Uh, let's see. I don't think so because we still have, let's see, is it? Let's see. No, we have Michigan next after this. Okay. All right. Let's try and get through these. Uh, we got about 12 minutes. Uh, who's ever running in the studio? We're going to run commercial free right to the top of the hour. All right, let's go. I'll try. I'll try to let you just have the floor, Brandon. All right. Arizona was called by a margin of just 10,457 votes. Maricopa County accepted 20,500 mail-in ballots after Election Day 2020, including 18,000 more than the entire election margin on November 4th. Pick up from the U.S. Postal Service. By law, ballots must be received no later than 7 p.m. on Election Day, which is and was on November 3rd. Quote, right, right, the- uh, right there. I'm going to stop you right there. At least Pennsylvania blatantly broke the law and said, hey, we're going to you get you get to bring in ballots till they until I think it was that Friday or whatever. It was like five days after the election. Remember, everybody in Arizona, you had to be there by seven. No exceptions or it broke the law. All of a sudden, 20,000 ballots show up the next day, more than the margin of victory. Let's keep going. And nobody questions that. The quote, the 20,000 ballots recorded as incoming from the USPC on and after November 4 were of sufficient quantity to change the results of the 2020 general election in Arizona, quote, according to the verify vote or verity, verity vote. The findings were based on Maricopa County's official elections department records, which were withheld from a public records request for nearly seven months. The records showed 18,000 mail-in ballots received on November 4th, 1,000 received on November 5th, and 1,500 received on November 6th. The 18,000 mail-in ballots received on November 4th and subsequently counted represented a significant spike in ballots received, higher than every single day total since October 29th, 2020. The receipt of mail-in ballots had steadily declined from 14,500 ballots on October 29th to 10,500 on October 30th, 6,000 on October 31st, 1,500 on November 1st and November 2nd, and 2,500 on November 3rd. 
Now, isn't that a weird pattern, everybody? Come on. Let's see. Uh, is that a deviation? Let's see. It's trickling down because everybody, it's called voting early, you know, and all of a sudden, boom, here's 20,000 votes. Oh, wait, wait, we're only, uh, we, we're short. Um, let's see. We better kick in 20 so we actually can move this up to a 11,000 uh, uh, ballot win for Biden. Um, keep going, Brandon. This is unbelievable. In the 2020 general election, 420,987 ballots, ballots failed signature verification standards. And a lie, 420,987. And remember, the margin on this is only what? 10,457 votes. Uh, the, quote, thus, the election was openly vulnerable to fraud, end quote, according to an ongoing analysis conducted by We the People Arizona Alliance and presented to the state legislature. The initial analysis of 380,976 ballots using official state records and official signature verification training techniques identified 181,378 ballots that should not have been counted or nearly half of all reviewed. <clears throat> this includes 1,870 blank envelopes some of which were approved on November 5th and November 8th, 542 with a signature other than the voter, 2,104 scribbles, 128 duplicate voters processed, 48,111 unreasonably different control signatures, 1,875 where the signature did not match until after the election, 36,034 control signatures that did not match the voter, 4,433 unusable oh. control signatures, 47,366 that failed Secretary of State standards, and 38,909 egregious signature mismatches where not one point of a signature matched any on file. Yeah, I want to stop you there for a second. I want to say something. So I want to tell people a couple of things. One is, I believe it was, I believe it was 260,000 votes Donald Trump really won Arizona by. I know it was over 200,000. I don't have it in front of me here. I was trying to find it. Over 200,000 votes. And where did I first find that out? Remember, everybody, this was the Dennis Montgomery evidence they, uh, that all the cyber evidence with every state, all this stuff here did was validate Dennis's original numbers you can look at these here when you pull names from the voter rolls you gotta you know, if they're gonna do an audit you gotta quick have paper to match that up wisconsin remember they had twenty-two thousand names used from the same phone number and the same address they were just you know but these so you have a combination this was the big cover-up where we're showing these five states tonight they because they were caught with these electronic voting machines, because they were caught, they had to make up time. You know, that's why you had 18,000 ballots brought in on November 4th in Arizona. Come on. That's why you had 106,000 ballots brought in for Joe Biden in the middle of the night on November 4th in Michigan. And you're going to see that in a minute when we pull up Michigan. So all this does, everybody, is validate Numbers we are, we've had since January 9th of 2021. Uh, keep going, Brandon. Okay. In the case of the 1,875 votes, the ballot envelopes did not have a signature match on election day, but, quote, matching, in quote, signatures were later put on the file for the voter 
on either January 28th, 2021, February 3rd, 2021, or February 8th, 2021. There were 783 signatures digitally inserted on February 3rd, 2021 alone. Wow. Unreal. Since the findings were presented to Arizona State Legislature, the number of egregious mismatches found has increased to 76,354. And remember, what's the margin of victory? A little over 10,000? Yeah, yeah. And oh. by the way, everybody, remember, remember, everybody, when the Arizona audit was started, uh, they deleted the they deleted the, the cyber stuff. They deleted it. They caught them on tape deleting it. In Michigan, when Antrim County, Michigan came out and they were caught, the clerk there deleted the fobs. The FBI was brought in and nothing was ever done. This is uh, it's a, it's a pattern. The biggest cover up of the biggest crime in history. Keep going. This error rate of 9.30% of ballot envelopes revealed that this increased seven times over the election margin. Throughout the signature verification analysis, which remains ongoing, analysts have consistently found 20% do not meet the Secretary of State's standards and 9% are egregious violations. Extrapolated to all 1.9 million mail-in ballots, in 2020, 176,700 ballots, quote, should have been rejected for improper signature verification due to egregious signature mismatches, In wow. quote. Maricopa County has no documented chain of custody for 740,000 ballots from the 2020 election. Out of the 923,000 early vote ballots accepted at vote centers or drop boxes, only 183,406 ballots are accounted for on ballot transport forms. More than 80% of the ballot transport forms have no ballot counts. Without proper documentation of how many votes were cast at the time they were cast, it is impossible to verify the origin and true total of ballots in a given election. Quote, without this count, there is no way to determine if the transport staff retrieved one ballot are 1,000 ballots, end quote, according to Verity Vote. Quote, keeping, let's go to page 23, make sure we're on the right page here. Page 23, that's 25. Page 23, there, there it is. Um, let's see, page 22, 23. I, I, wanted, I thought we finished up with, no, we were on page 23. Okay, um, Quote, without this count, there is no way to determine if the transport staff retrieved one ballot or 1,000 ballots, end quote, according to verify vote. Quote, keeping, now we'll go to page 24, a proper chain of custody is more than a best practice. It is essential to encouraging trust in our democracy, end quote, according to the Election Assistance Commission. Of the 1,895 early vote ballot transport forms, 48 did not have the required two witness signatures attesting to the ballot transfer, including some with no witness signatures at all. Quote, as a result, the public is not assured that both parties witnessed the transfer of ballots, in quote, as required. Uh, I guess I would say, Mike, this is where you have to question what's going on, because remember, it was Ken Paxton that stopped uh two million uh, ballots that were sitting on a post office dock from getting into the stream. When you have this system like we're talking, that's how you have 
I think the system protected from those kind of things being inserted along the way. Absolutely. And, you know, if Ken Paxson, he won all 12 cases, everybody, he was a hero to this country or Texas. When they were telling you Texas could turn blue, Texas was the second most state that votes were taken from Donald Trump. One million votes, second only to California, 1.5 million. Third was Florida in the 2020 election. 960,000 votes were taken from Donald Trump to Biden. Now, let me tell you, Texas, oh, Donald Trump still won by 500,000 votes. Add those two million in, Brandon, if he wouldn't have stopped him. And I guarantee you, I, I Biden would have won by just a, you know, one for two percent. Oh, it was real. We told you Texas could turn blue. That's what would have happened. But thanks to Ken Paxson fighting. And then that's why the Uniparty took away his ability, everybody. Ken Paxson, the attorney general of Texas, is not allowed to uh, prosecute one crime, election crime. This is what we're up against. Disgusting. Let's keep and, going. And by the way, I also uh, want to thank Senator uh, Paul Benincourt. He was the senator that got the tip about this and then called Ken Paxton and Ken Paxton went into action. So somebody along oh, the way tipped off the, the state senator about these ballots. Right. I think we'll stop market there. We're going to have to okay. have a part for uh, you guys tomorrow night. I'm going to be at the rally in Mason City. We're going to try and live stream it right here on my show. If it doesn't fall during my show, we'll have part four tomorrow night. Brandon, I'll bring in Patrick Kolbeck. He's going to want to hear you do Michigan. He'll have some commentary about Michigan, as you know, right? Sure. And um, so you can finish up Arizona and Michigan if I'm um, and, I, and I'll be on that stage sometime during the hour. Why don't we try and get uh, we'll try and get Patrick on. We'll finish, part, I will promise, we'll finish part four tomorrow night, everybody. And during that time, we'll break into my speech there in uh, in uh, Mason City, Iowa. And uh, I once again, everybody, I want to tell you all, help, uh, help us out. Go to the Linda Offense Fund. Donate, donate, donate. Call 800-598-6747. We have a plan to secure our elections, and it's going to work. 2024 is going to be the most amazing year in history. It's going to be so awesome. Um, and uh, it's going to be all with your help. And we are going to secure our elections. We're going to get our, our real president, Donald Trump, back in. And we're going to save the country. So thank you all. And uh, uh, Ben, and, uh, have a great show. And remember, everybody, Lou Dobb, Monday, Monday, you're going to see the tape. Why don't you roll the tape here as we close? Um, uh, control room. Roll the, roll the teaser for Monday, and Brandon, we'll see you tomorrow at the, from live for the rally. Sounds good. Take care, guys. You're watching Lindell TV.